And I want to thank you for tuning in this morning on Growing a Greener Kenai. Great to have you listening in. If you want to shoot me an email, just send it to Growing a Greener Kenai at kdll.org. Or if you feel like calling in, just talk about gardening or got something to say, uh, give me a call at 907-283-8414. We'll be happy to take your call. What a wonderful Alaska morning, uh, mainly because it's not minus 10, it's 10 above, which is really nice. Uh, we're expecting a little snow. We're going to warm up into the 20s and 30s, which is great. We definitely... I think we could use a little bit more snow. Uh, it helps to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insulate the ground. And uh, that's uh, that's always a plus for us. Boy, those years with no snow, it's tough on us. So anyway, uh, what what uh, is anybody doing anything with their gardens? I, I really doubt you are. Some folks with heated greenhouses may be doing little things with some lights but you know there's a, a gardening side on there and i and i can't think of what it is right now but here in november uh one of the anchorage gardeners he was actually planting his bulbs in november and we had snow on the ground well what he was doing he was taking his snow pulling it off to the side and then he was putting heat mats down on his ground he thought his ground and he planted a bunch of bulbs and this guy, he's got a picture on there, and I bet he's got a thousand bulbs in his picture that he's getting ready to plant in containers in his greenhouse. So I'm not sure exactly when he's going to do that, but uh, that's one of those things that's going to be coming up uh, that he's working on specifically uh, up in the Anchorage area. So anyway, uh, I don't know about you folks, but I'll tell you what, it's so cool in about 18 days 17 days our days are going to start getting longer i mean that is a important part of the year for us and uh, what i want to remind you of is our next show which will be in january we're going to talk about what you should be ordering uh and all that so well hang on again my phone's ringing again let me see if i can get it this time hello you're on growing a greener kenai Oh, that was me. I dropped my phone. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, who's calling this morning? Oh, my name is Venetia. Hi, Venetia. How are you today? Uh, pretty good, thanks. You asked what are we doing for prep for next year. I'm collecting pillowcases. My first experiment with potatoes and pillowcases, it was so wet, and uh, I didn't prepare for having to move them around, and the bottoms rotted out, so we didn't do pretty very good. But the ones that were there were great. So straw and dirt in pillowcases, and it was—it looks pretty promising. Well, that's that's cool, and that's a that's another version of uh, planting in bags or or whatever. I know some folks plant in burlap bags, but the pillowcase—that's a that's a good idea. I do all my potatoes in containers or bags, and uh, I think it's so much easier. That's good news that you're uh, that you had such a successful year last year with them. Okay, thanks for taking the call. All right, you bet, and we appreciate you calling, appreciate you listening, and uh, keep gardening out there and keeping keep the uh, keen eye green, and thanks again. Well, that was nice of her to call, Venetia. Uh, thanks a lot, and that's a good idea to, to uh, plant. I love planting in containers, and, and as I've you've heard, folks have heard me say many times before, I like container gardening uh, from the standpoint like potatoes uh, because the older I get the farther away the ground gets. And uh, I hate having to get down on my knees and, and uh, or dig up things like a potato and things. So that's why I do all mine in 
in the containers, and that way you can just dump them out, get the potatoes, and you're you're good to go. It's a lot easier on your back. So anyway, one of the things that I wanted to talk about for this show, uh, we obviously are in the holiday season, and I wanted to talk a little bit about what some good gifts would be for the gardener in your life. And there are all sorts of oh, just fantastic things uh, to to buy for your for your gardener, your favorite gardener, uh, for yourself, but for for gifts. And for me, one of the best gifts you can give someone is a good pair of snips. Now, there's a lot of good brands out there, uh, you know, and I don't, I, I can, you know, there's there's expensive pairs, there's medium pairs, and then there's the really cheap pairs. You know, the, for instance, one of the good all-round gardening tool pruners, and those are the ones, you know, you almost all gardeners, they keep them on their belt, uh, but a really good brand is Felco. You know, so a good a good uh, set of Felcos is about $59, $60, and uh, you can get them about anywhere, Home Depot, big box store, any, anywhere else. And you can get the less expensive ones. Fiskars makes a good pair. and But if you really wanted to go first class, there's a Japanese company out there. They're, they're called Nawikis, and the same pair of pruners that are Nawikis might be $200. It's phenomenal how expensive they are. Uh, that's the kind of pair that you would absolutely hate to lose. But something like that would be a great gift. I, I know my wife got me a nice pair of uh, pruning shears uh, last year for Christmas, and I, I loved them. Uh, another thing folks like is besides the pruning shears, oh, and a friend of mine and I were talking this morning, you know, I like the shears a lot better that are not a blade that goes down onto an anvil, onto a flat surface, because those, they don't cut as well as they crush, you know, and some of the things that you're leaving behind, if you're, if you're pruning something, you will crush this, the stem, and it damages it, actually, so that's why you want to get something that actually cuts all the way through and doesn't crush you know so that's a matter of also keeping your whatever you're using to cut with keeping them sharp keeping them in good shape lubricated the cleaner cut you can get the better off your uh, your plan will be whatever you're whatever you're shearing and and pruning excuse me so uh, those are good uh, regular little scissors work pretty good for some of the more delicate plants you're going to cut uh, same way, some of those uh, small snips you can get at the fabric store, uh, get them at, at the big box stores, you can get all those that are the little bitty tiny points. Those work well for pruning some of, the, some of your smaller plants, and they're the same way. You can get a pair of those for $10 or less, but you can get a pair of Nowikis for a hundred dollars you know so it just depends on your your finances and what you're going to use them for if you're a person that loses their stuff man i go for the i go for the less expensive stuff and i'll go ahead and tell you it's not a gardening thing but it's like me and sunglasses 
I quit buying expensive sunglasses because I because I lose them all the time. I got sunglasses all over my house and my garage and my vehicles, and they're the five dollar sunglasses because I can't keep them. I, I can't keep them. I just I forget them. I lose them. I drop. Them. I don't know what. So anyway, but uh, another great uh, uh, gift for the gardener in your life are those sets of you know different sets of trowels with the little hand. Uh, cultivator and that stuff that's a wonderful gift for the gardener in your life and you know one of my favorite tools that I started using a number of years ago and I just ordered it online it wasn't expensive and that's a knife called a hori hori h-o-r-i h-o-r-i and it obviously uh, originates uh, in Japan I think but it is a wonderful wonderful tool and I keep it with me pretty much on a regular basis out in the garden. I've got a, a belt uh, that uh, uh, it, it goes into, a little sheath it goes into. And it's a neat tool. One side of it, it's about, total it's about seven, eight inch long blade type on it with a wooden handle. Uh, they come in the uh, same way. You can get cheap ones, you can get expensive ones. One side of it, and it's kind of curved a little bit, one side of it is serrated. And the other side is a knife blade. And then it also has uh, graduated lines that go up the blade for six inches. So, you know, if you're digging a little hole and you, you know, if you want to get something, if a, if a bulb, if you're not using a bulb planter and the directions on the bulb say to plant four inches deep, you can use that little scale on there to see how deep you're digging your hole. And, uh, and you've got it, like I said, uh, goes from... Uh, uh, zero basically the point up to six inches deep and i love my hori hori it's good for everything it's good for harvesting it's good for weeding it's it's good for everything uh that and, it, and it's easy to keep with you so anyway that's one of my favorite tools i know uh one of the things i got my wife uh as a gift some years back for her to garden too are some oh muck boots you know, uh, I got her the kind they got, she's got some chickens on them, but a good pair of boots or garden clogs or something to wear out and go that are waterproof. Uh, those, those make great gifts. Uh, good gloves are always a nice gift. And my wife and I, we seem to have a problem with gloves. We got gloves everywhere. I mean, we've got gloves all over the place. Same way with my sunglasses. You look, they're in the greenhouse. I got them outside in my garden. They're in the garage. They're in our cars. We got gardening gloves all over creation. So you don't have to keep track of them. You just turn around and there's a pair of gloves you can put on. Uh, it's it's one of those things that we just, we just do. Now, one other thing that would really, this may sound odd for a good Christmas grift, gift, grift, gift, is... Oh, excuse me, is a mailbox. A mailbox, you know, the old kind of mailbox that would be on a post out there that's got the flag that you put and everything. Uh, I got one of those for my wife a number of years back. She actually wanted one, and then I mounted it out by the garden, and she puts her little hand tools in that mailbox. She keeps a pair of gloves in there. Uh, sometimes we'll keep seeds in there, we, but, but it's a good place to keep things dry and they're right there and you've got them. So yeah, uh, that thing mounted, it's a wonderful place to keep 
some of the things out of the weather, and you always know where they are. So uh, she really likes that. Like I said, I mounted on there, and she kind of decorated it up a little bit. And uh, it's, a, it's a great gift. It's a great gift for the garden. One other thing that I don't have, which I may consider getting, uh, is an adjustable rake. And this is really neat. Uh, they've got rakes that actually, the end of them, like this one, it expands from seven and a half inches wide to 22 inches wide. So when you're working in your garden and you need to get in between plants, you can actually shrink this thing down where this rake will fit in between your plant rows without damaging your plants. And you can basically adjust it, like I said, from seven and a half to about 22 inches wide, depending on how wide your, wide your rows are. And what you know what you're what you're trying to do in that area uh they're not expensive it's like 40 they're like 45 dollars on amazon and i may get me a, a pair of those but uh, another once again another great gift uh for yourself or the favorite gardener in your life and i don't know about you but i've gotten to where i like i like to get things as a gift that i can really use and that's I'm 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 one of those guys and I think a lot of men are like this. We're just as happy with a package of underwear and and, a, and then anything else. That's that's how I am. I, I like to get the things you can really use. So so think about that when you're doing that now. Oh, and here's one that that I really like. And what they are is they're terracotta waterers. And a lot of these have been around, but I saw some. They're, they're shaped like a cone a little bit. And you actually put those down in the ground where the top of it is at ground level. Put it right next to your plant. And you fill that terracotta cone up with water. And it slowly waters your plant. And they are really cool. Uh, same way on Amazon, they're called the Plant Nanny, uh, $23, and, and you fill it up. But then one of the things you do with it is after you fill it up, you take an old wine bottle and you fill that up with water. You turn it upside down in that cone, and it slowly waters your plant. I think that's pretty cool, and I think I'm going to order some of those. I think those are, are, those are really cool, but it's called Plant Nanny. And uh, like I said, you, you can fill it up and then turn a, a wine bottle upside down for a continuous water uh, watering. <coughs> My goodness, excuse me again. Uh, another great gift, and I've talked about this before, is a good garden hose. And one of the things that's most frustrating for a gardener is cheap hose. And I'm telling you, Cheap hose will drive you crazy. You are much better off spending the money and just buying a good, good hose that won't kink. I think we've all been there when you've got 100 feet of hose out. It's not running. And where's the kink? The kink's five foot from the, from the water spigot, and you got to walk all the way back and undo it to get your water to flow. One of the most frustrating things that can happen to a gardener and, and, and trust me, I've been there uh, when I was younger, didn't have any money, uh, always bought that cheap, pl almost plastic hose. It's absolutely terrible stuff. 
uh, it, it does have a purpose, but I'll tell you what, for long-term hoses being laid out in your garden, simplicity, convenience, you're much better off buying a really, really good hose. And a lot of these things I'm talking to you about today, uh, you know, they are, I, I don't have necessarily all these, but some of these things, to give you some ideas, is just go into your, you know, and as I've said before, the internet is such a wonderful thing. It's just incredible now. Uh, and, and for us folks that never had, the, that grew up with the internet or uh, a streaming or anything like that, you can look up anything now. Well, you guys know that. Just go on to your favorite browser and type in gardening gift ideas or gardening Christmas gifts, and you will get a list, exhaustive list, of, of things uh, to give for Christmas uh, or any other gift, birthday or whatever. You know, so, uh, and one of the things uh, that I do have that, that would be a nice gift is I've got a... I use a soil moisture sensor, and most of them do this. They, uh, you, you know, you can stick it in. It tells you if your soil is dry, wet, just too wet, too dry, just right. Uh, they'll, it, there'll be a meter on it with a little dial that goes back and forth. It also can let you know if your soil is a little acidic or alkaline. And these things are really inexpensive. They're, uh, you know... $9, $10 on Amazon. That's what mine was. And depending on what kind you get, it'll also uh, tell you what kind of sun. Uh, if you got it uh, pointed into where the sun's coming in, the angle of sun into your garden or greenhouse, it tells you how much sun your plants are getting. So that's a, that's a really neat, inexpensive gift that I think uh, almost every gardener should have. And the next thing besides that that's a great gift is a soil thermometer. You can use that for your soil. Uh, you know how so many things that need a little bit warmer soil before you plant them or transplant them. 60 degrees seems to be the magic number for a lot of plants. So your soil thermometer can kind of tell you in the spring, yeah, I need to wait a little more. The sun's out. The soil starts warming up. And it's also great to use to see how hot your compost pile is getting. And uh, I, use, I use mine all the time for both of those things uh, in the greenhouse, out in the garden, but primarily for my compost pile. And that works absolutely wonderful. And it lets you know, uh, you know, your compost pile will start getting up to 160, 70 degrees, uh, 150 degrees. And as that temperature starts going down, it lets you know that it's time to uh, mix that compost pile maybe water it a little bit more and uh, get that biology working again. And the only way you can really do that is accurately is with a thermometer. So that's a, that's a great gift to give someone. Uh, a worm bin, if you've got uh, uh, the, the worm person in your life, vermicomposting, uh, a lot of worm bins are, are nice kits. They're a little bit more expensive, but uh, those, are, those are great gifts uh, and uh, I don't, I don't have one of those, uh, you know, and I've, I've been trying to decide if I want to start doing the worm thing and I just haven't decided yet. Hey, and one of the other great things to give as a gift, especially, you know, one of the things we try to do here on the Kenai Peninsula a lot is we like to, uh, go and support our local businesses. So you folks know we've got 
several places uh, down here on the on the peninsula, um, Cadre, uh, Kenai Feeds, down in Homer, uh, what is it, the Wagon Wheel Place. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, if you're not getting a, a specific gift from these places, a gift certificate to these folks is always a good idea. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful gift. And I don't know... Uh, Gift cards, they were in favor. Sometimes they're out of favor. Uh, you know, is it is it any different giving someone a $50 gift card or a $50 bill? I, I don't know. It just depends on what you like to do. And, you know, but that's that's your decision. But uh, a, a gift card to, uh, for me, to Kenai Feed would be a absolutely fantastic gift that I'd, uh, and it keeps, and it would keep our money local keep my money local, which I really like. And one of the other great gifts uh, is, uh, or a gift, or excuse me, a gift certificate for one of the, from one of the many, many seed companies that we all order from. And don't forget folks, uh, hopefully you have signed up and you're starting to get your seed catalogs. I got a seed catalog the other day, uh, about, oh, about a week, week or 10 days ago. And it was, uh, uh, I, I think my pulse and blood pressure went up a little bit. I was so excited to get my first catalog. And I sat there and looked through it. It was tomatoes. So it's going to be time. And like I said, the next show, we're going to talk about ordering seeds, what needs to be planted. You know, some things need to be planted in January if you want to be successful with them. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the mysteries of what's on the back of a seed packet. That's a mystery to some folks. So anyway, that's uh, that's the January show, what we're going to talk about. But there's there's a bunch of, uh, oh, a different, different styles that people like to have to store their seeds in. You know, you can get the big plastic bin from any big box store, uh, or you can get a cute one that says seed storage, you know, wh whatever. You know, there's a bunch of different ways uh, to store your seeds. A very nice, a very nice watering can is a nice gift. Now, some of these can be pretty expensive, like a... A copper watering can, those are a little bit expensive, but they're beautiful, and they're going to last you forever as long as you take care of them. But even some of the plastic ones or the metal ones, my wife likes, and I do too, we like the galvanized metal things, you know, like the galvanized buckets, the galvanized trash can. We've got galvanized little buckets, and uh, our waterers we've got, they're a galvanized water. It's almost like the old style waters. And we've got some plastic ones too. Uh, but we, we really tend to like, we tend to like those, those galvanized water, watering buckets uh, that you can take the end off and do a stream or you've got the, uh, the head that goes on it for sprinkling. You know, and that's what, what we really like. And one of the things you need to be careful about with your water is sometimes, as you folks know, when you're watering young plants, boy, it seems like the water just smashes them down and it's, it, it just destroys them. And they usually stand back up. But what I got, too, is one of those plastic, I think it's about, uh, it might be a gallon. I think it's more like a half a gallon. And you just hand pump it up and it's real small, like a half gallon size. Put your water in it and you can put in a little uh, fertilizer mix in it or a, 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 a foliar spray in it and 
you pump it up and then you just squeeze the trigger and it sprays a super fine mist. That's what I use a lot of times to mist the soil on some seed starts because you know that's one of the worst things you do and i'm sure everybody's done this you put a lot of your seeds in your starting tray in your little cups or whatever and you water them and all the seeds float to the top or they're all over on one side because they've all floated to one side so by lightly watering with one of these misters that actually that that works great and that's that's what i like to do and we, when we are gardening, uh, a great gift, too, is a journal, a gardening journal for your folks, uh, for your friends and, and family to uh, start keeping records on, their, uh, on what they're doing uh, with their plants. You know, one of the best ways to be a successful gardener is to keep track of what you're doing over what did and didn't work, how you designed your garden from year to year. So a journal, and, and it's one of those things too, you can just use a regular little notebook, or you can get a really nice, a really nice uh, journal that says gardening journal on it. And uh, it just depends on, on what you want to get for that person. And that is some of the stuff for Christmas. I'd made these for my wife, but you can also buy them. And that's also is plant markers. You know, there's, what I did was I took, I got all the stuff to do it. And you buy inexpensive silver-plated spoons. You smash the spoon part flat. I got a little bitty anvil to do that with, with a hammer. And then you use these little metal uh, items that you hit with a hammer. And it pushes it. it oh gosh, I can't think of the word. It, it puts the, uh, the letter on the spoon on the on the on the big part of the spoon so i made one you know one that said marty's garden i got one that says basil and chives and uh, uh and just whatever you want and i made those but you can also buy those and those are a knife gift any type of plant marker that's not going to deteriorate would be a great great gift for someone uh, a good gardening apron would be another good gift uh, they, uh, there's so many different, there's so many different things to give a gardener and, and I like going through it. And now I'll, I'll give you a, as an example too, is a dibber. Most folks know what a dibber is. If you don't know what a dibber is, that's basically a piece of wood and it can be wood or metal or whatever. And it's got a long point on it and it's just for pushing a hole in the ground and planting something in it. Now, what I do, uh, which I saw uh, on a YouTube video, I didn't invent it, but I use a dibber, and I push a hole into my bed, and then that's what I use, and I drop in my leak starts. And I put them in there, and then I don't close the hole up. I use the dibber, I put it down, and most uh, some of these dibbers, and if you bake your own homemade dibber, but but the commercial ones, most of them will have the graduated lines on them again, so you know how deep your hole is. Well, I use that dibber. I go down into, and I made mine, but I go down into the ground uh, uh, pretty deep, and you put your leak in there, and then you just water it in, and you don't press the soil around the leak. You let the soil naturally fill in each time you water a little bit more soil will start to cover that up and one of the things that does and reason i do this i read this many years ago i saw that regular i'm sorry saw this on a youtube video is 
leeks are notorious for a bunch of soil getting inside the leaves. Well, when you do it like this, as the plant starts to grow, it starts getting tall enough, and the soil that you would maybe by hand compress around that leek, it doesn't get in there, and it makes it a little bit easier dealing with your leeks. So that, that's how I do it, and, uh, and I'll tell you what, I've done that for a number of years. Uh, and I learned this from some, uh, with a British guy I watched from his uh, YouTube video, and it works. It works. So a dibber, something like that, would be a great gift. Uh, but I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, uh, things to think about for uh, Christmas gifts for the gardener in your life or for any other celebration where you get someone a gift, but we're, we're especially focusing on, on uh, Christmas. And uh, one of the higher-end gifts uh, you might think for someone is a tiller. And what I mean by it, I don't mean like necessarily a full-size tiller, but you know those small cultivators with the little engine on them, they're, they're real tiny, they're real narrow. I've got one of those, and I love mine. And the tines are able... To come off, what I'll do is, is if I really have some tight rows and I want to do some cultivating in there, I take the two outer tines off and it does an absolute real skinny cultivation in there. And I love those. They'll think it's a little, it's a little four cycle engine. You don't have to put oil in the, in the gasoline and they make electric ones too, but I like my gas one and I don't use the wheels in mine because the wheels take up space and they make them water. So I leave the wheels off mine and I just love this thing. I use it a lot in my garden and you know, some people use a no-till method and that's, and that's just fine if what you do, but I like to get, uh, I like to aerate the soil a little bit and, uh, potentially get a few uh, soil nutrients down in in the ground a little bit more uh, a harvest basket makes a great gift uh, a little wagon uh, a wheelbarrow and if you really wanted to go high class you could get an electric wheelbarrow that uh, all you got to do is guide it and move it along and uh, that's a boy talk about a talk about an expensive gift though i don't think i've seen one of those under five hundred dollars uh, a good watering wand, uh, a hose timer, uh, and and gardening books. You know, gardening books are are great, and there's so many of them out there. I would recommend if you're getting uh, someone in Alaska, uh, uh, down here on the peninsula or anywhere in Alaska, that you search for the books that are written by people that live in cold weather climates. Uh, you know, it's. I don't think there's really any use. I think it's uh, potentially, not that it's bad information, but buying a garden book that somebody wrote who lives in Florida or Texas, I don't think that's necessarily that proper book to be reading. There's, there's things you can learn in there, but I don't, uh, I don't know if that's right. So try and search out a book uh, for someone that lives in a cold climate, maybe Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, up there, those folks. And one of the things I think is really neat that it would make a great gift is, you know, those, uh, those paper pot things where you make your planting pots out of newspaper. Uh, you know, it's uh, you cut it into a strip, I don't know, maybe four or five inches wide, and it rolls around a piece of dowel, piece of uh, wood 
and then there's another little unit you press you fold the bottom of it underneath the dowel you leave a little hanging over at the bottom you fold it and then you press it down into this other piece of wood and it kind of seals it up and you've got a, a, a starter pot instead of buying little starter pot you're making it out of newspaper and everything you you read about them as the plant itself is biodegradable, but like like those peat pots up here, they don't tend to decay in our soils like they do in a warmer climate. So most gardeners up here, some folks use them, they swear by them. I guess maybe if you're using them in a high tunnel or a greenhouse where it gets warmer. But out in the garden, everything I've read and seen about those, they have trouble decomposing in the ground i used to use them in the midwest all the time and they were great and after not very long they were gone but now uh, up in this climate i don't think it works very well so i think you'd need to be careful and do a little experimentation with the newspaper pots uh some folks uh, uh might say it works great and and some folks don't so i don't know about that uh but any uh i think any uh uh soil amendment uh, would be a good gift for someone. There again, a, a gift certificate to one of the uh, feed houses, the greenhouses, the local greenhouses. It'd be great. Uh, you know, like a bag of diatomaceous earth if someone wants to use that to help control aphids in the in the garden. There's just so many different things to get somebody for Christmas or any other gift. It's just it's just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. And like I said, my favorite tool to use in the garden is that hoary hoary knife. Um, like I said, H-O-R-I, H-O-R-I, and I think that is a wonderful gift. I like the little, since all my gardening is, is in raised beds where I don't have to bend over, I actually like the shorter hand tools. You know, I don't, I don't, need, I don't really need a hand tool that's got a full-size uh, handle on it, a, a, a five-foot handle on it. I like the I like the handheld ones uh, because I don't have to get down on my hands and knees and do anything. And there's a ton of those that you can get you can get for folks. Uh, so so that yeah, there's a lot of things. If you wanna if you wanted to uh, there again go all out, a nice potting bench would be great. Uh, you know a uh, you know and if you want, you could get then uh, they're not expensive anymore. You can get someone at one of those little uh, small. Uh, plastic or even glass greenhouses that aren't very big. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna show one thing here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, give one thing here. Some of you folks may or may not like them, but you know the fabric bags like uh, uh, the lady called Venetia called in earlier. She's using pillowcases to grow potatoes in, which is a great idea. I grow in containers, and I also grow in like those felt bags. Those those work great. But one of the things I did get are you know those those pockets you can get that like hang up on the wall uh, they can be vertical or they can be horizontal i've got some of those and i'm not real impressed with them i mean they grow but the maintenance on them is terrible because there is so little amount of soil in there and they're on the south side of my greenhouse and i'll tell you what you have got to remember absolutely got to remember to, to uh, water those at least a couple times a day whenever the sun's out because i mean they dry out so fast now the regular big bags you know like a three four five six gallon bag those work great but those wall pockets that that you hang to grow in you have got to really watch what you're doing with those you forget them for a day or two and i mean your plants are wilting over the edge and that's uh, that's all something that we 
you hate to see, and most of the time they bounce back all right, but they're again, like I said, they're just high maintenance as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I'm I'm not going to grow in mine this year. They're just they're not worth the hassle. They're not worth forgetting to water them or whatever, you know. So uh, uh, that's the only negative I've got to say about uh, some of that felt stuff is just is just those. Everything else is is just fine. So. All right, well, one of the things I want to do that I like to do, I have started. Oh, I got one more gift I want to, I'm sorry, I want to tell you about. There's, a, then I think these are really cool, and you can get them, you can get them on Amazon, but they're called sprout pencils. Plant your pencil. So there are these pencils, and from what I see, there's eight of them in a pack, and you use these pencils, and as you wear the pencil down, at the very end where an eraser would be, there's a seed. And it's all biodegradable. And then when you get down short enough, you plant the back end of that pencil into the ground and your, your plants grow. And they've got them in uh, uh, basil, coriander, sage, forget-me-not, sunflower, thyme. And I thought that was, I don't know how actually, oh, what's the word? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how good that would be. It's just something unique that you don't see. But I thought those were pretty cool, actually. And uh, uh, and a great idea from from someone who thought about doing that. When the pencil's done, you're not using that pencil anymore. You've sharpened it down. You plant the, the bottom part in the ground, and you've got a plant. So one of the things I've been doing that I hope you guys like is uh, talking about some recipes. I'm gonna gonna get away from the gifts now. And like I said, for you to just go into your browser, type in Christmas gardening gifts, and you will be amazed at what is out there for you to buy for yourself as a gift for whatever if you can just about think of it of wouldn't it be cool it's there it is there so anyway i got a recipe for you right now and i'm going to post this on the garden club uh, facebook page central peninsula garden club facebook page and i titled this and i put this in our newsletter this is the best creamed corn you will ever eat in your life it's slow cooker cream corn now as we all know up here it's tough to get fresh corn up here not that we never get it but it's it's a tough one so slow cooker cream corn i'm going to give you the ingredients and like i said i will post this recipe uh, on the fa our club facebook page uh, for you to look at and i'll do that uh, here this afternoon sometime or tomorrow after the show but it, you get 32 ounces of frozen corn, good frozen corn, 8 ounces of cream cheese, and you cut that into, oh, into some little cube, maybe 1-inch cubes, a third of a cup of heavy cream, a quarter cup of butter, 2 tablespoons of sugar, a half a teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper, and about a quarter teaspoon of kosher salt. But you need to put that in to taste. You don't, you don't want to oversalt. So it's very simple. All you do is you take your slow cooker, your crock pot, whatever you're using, and I would imagine you could do it on the stove, but you would really have to watch it. The crock pot, it's not going to burn at all in a crock pot. So anyway, you take all those ingredients I just gave you, put them in the crock pot, and cook on low for like four hours. And you get in there after a little while, and you stir it all up to make sure it's all completely melted into the sauce. And after four hours, I, I'm telling you, you will 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, you'll want to put the whole crock pot thing on your lap and sit there with a spoon and make yourself sick. This is the best cream corn ever. And there are all sorts of cream corn recipes that you can make with fresh corn on the cob when you take it off. There's a way to make cream corn, and that's good. But for us in the wintertime, when we don't have much corn, this is a fantastic recipe. That finished corn, it'll hold nicely on low or on warm in your, if your crock pot's got that setting. And it, it's great. And you can experiment with this a little bit. You know, if you like things a little spicy, you can put maybe some jalapenos in there to give it a little spice. A little fresh Parmesan works too. You can, ex you can experiment. But this particular recipe here, I mean, this is, oh my gosh, it's just... I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get perclepsed here on the air because <laughs> it, it is so good. Uh, but yeah, give that a try. And like I said, I will post this on the, on the club website here. And that's, uh, uh, on Facebook, uh, the Facebook Central Peninsula Garden Club on our site. And I'm going to give you one other recipe that's real quick that I do. And it's not really that necessarily garden related, but it's something that I like to do, and that's make my own yogurt. And I, may, I do it the, the incredibly easy way. What I do is I take my, and this works with whole milk, 2% milk, or fat-free milk. Any of those milks will work. Now, I don't know about how this would work potentially with, uh, uh, like, almond milk or something. So, all right, well, hang on a minute, folks. I got a phone call coming in again. Uh, go ahead. This is Larry on Growing a Greener Keen Eye. Thanks for calling. Hi, you were talking earlier about Christmas gifts, and um, I I forgot how much the Kenai Gardening Club charges for annual membership. Oh, are, sure, are sure. Available through your through your website. Yeah, you can you can go to uh, uh, our our website, and you can sign up on the website. It's c e n p e n garden club dot com. C-E-N-P-E-N-GardenClub.com. -E 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 okay, okay. And a, uh, an individual membership is $20 a year, and a family membership is $30 a year. And our, our season actually starts in, in uh, September, you know, so... Uh, okay. You know, so that's uh, that's great. And I'm double checking to make sure that I gave you. Oh, yeah, I, I did make a mistake. It's Sinpin Garden Club, but it's dot o r g, not c o m. Okay. And, um, and the other thing, the other thing was um, a few years ago when I started messing around with um, container gardening, I went to uh, several different um, locations, but I I couldn't find any um, really um western Kenai well for for the zone that we're in really decent um gardening gardening books um yeah and so what I did was I just got myself a three ring binder and I started scribbling notes all over the place um cuz I know the lady at um uh, Jackson Gardens does the same thing with all her um with all her seed information and her um, her annual her annual information, 
That's exactly right. And uh, I've I've said it before on the air. If if uh, if there's nothing wrong with experimenting in your garden for our zone, but I'll tell you, if you want to know how to grow something, go out to Jackson Gardens and talk to Bobby because she knows what works in Alaska. And we and we do have a little bit of different zones around here. Some areas are zone four, some areas are zone three, kind of depending on where you are. But yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Uh, but you've almost got to keep those records. But yeah, uh, Bobby's, uh, Bobby's a wonderful resource for uh, knowing what to grow and what works up here. Yeah, I also found that, because um, sometimes I get my hands kind of dirty, I found that um, those, um, those plastic um, sheaths um, like what you use to, to store your, um, like pictures and posters in. Oh yeah. Yeah. I found it better to put my notes, my, my, my written notes in those so I can flip through <laughs> without, without wrecking the pages. No, that's a great idea. And it keeps them from, you know, cause I don't know about you, but when I've been out in my greenhouse or garden stuff, when I do stuff like that, I tend to get water on stuff sometimes, so that's a good idea to keep uh, keep your stuff dry too and keep them clean. Yeah, but um, I was hoping I was hoping that um, on your website there would there would be some references to some good um, paperback or or other resources. Um, but I'll I'll check later. Yeah, and that's a that's a good idea, and we'll have to look see if that might be something worth uh, putting on there, uh, putting on the website uh, some reference books for colder climates. Now, one of the things you can do too, uh, whether you do or don't know about this, is there's a seed company out there. It's called Best Cool Seeds. Uh, huh. dot com, uh, and everything they have. Uh, they guarantee to grow in our Alaskan climate, and that was done by a gentleman at the University of Alaska many years ago. Uh, and they're uh, they're they're, guaranteed, they're guaranteed to grow, and they've got a great little handbook on uh, their site, Best Cool Seeds, that you can order that I use every year of what works in Alaska. Oh wow, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a it's a good book. A guy named Red Jappel. Uh, wrote it, and he's passed away since then, but they give you the whole skinny on flowers, vegetables, herbs, everything on what's successful growing in Alaska. So that's best, B-E-S-T-C-O-O-L, seeds, S-E-E-D-S, dot com, and go to their website, and you can order, you can order seeds from them, the book. Uh, they're a wonderful resource for, for the state of Alaska. Thank you so much. All right, well, thank you for calling, we pre- and we okay. appreciate you listening. Thanks again. Okay, bye. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Well, that was nice. Uh, she's got some, she had some good ideas, and uh, and that's uh, that's really cool. We want to thank her for, for uh, giving us a call. We really appreciate that. Uh, so one of the things I just mentioned a minute ago, uh, something that... Uh, that I make that's not necessarily garden related, and that's homemade yogurt. It's so easy. We like to eat Greek yogurt. Well, the only difference between Greek yogurt and regular yogurt is Greek yogurt is strained a little bit more to get some of the whey out that makes it thicker. That's all Greek yogurt is. It has nothing to do with flavoring or anything like that. So what I do is I get my milk. It doesn't matter. Uh, Like I said, uh, fat-free, 2% whole. I don't know if it works with almond milk or any other milk, but what you do is you, you put it uh, however much you want to make. I do typically about a, I use about a half a gallon of milk at a time. I put it in the microwave 
And it takes, uh, depending on how big your volume is, but it takes mine about 15 or so minutes to heat up. You want to heat it up to like 180 degrees because 180 degrees is the temperature that kills any bacteria that might be in that milk. It kills it, and I use a little thermometer, you know, to check that out. So when it hits 180, you turn, take it out, and you let it start cooling down. You let it cool down, you let it cool down until it gets down to about 115, 120, and then you take your little bit of yogurt you've got left from the last one and hopefully if you let it sit out on the on the counter and kind of warm up then you put that oh maybe a like a cup of your old yogurt into this yogurt you mix it up real well uh, once it gets down to about 115 degrees then you turn your oven on about 120 degrees you let it heat up to 120 you turn your oven off and then you turn the oven light on and you push your half-gallon container, uh, a, a, a good bowl or a good uh, a, 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 a giant Pyrex or whatever works great for that. You push this back. Make sure you turn your oven off. Turn the light on. Push it back in there. And in the morning, you got yogurt. It's all solidified. Then I we run it through a, uh, a tea towel, a linen towel. And it takes a little of the way out. And you've got fresh yogurt. It's great. And uh, you can mix it up with... Uh, Oh, some of your garden stuff sometimes. So anyway, real quick, we're coming down to the end of the show. I want to let you know uh, the next Garden Club meeting is December 13th. We're going to have Dr. Casey Matney from the, uh, you, you folks know, uh, should know him, from the U, uh, University Extension Service uh, down there on KB Road. Dr. Matney is going to be talking to us about weeds and pests in the garden and how we can control and eradicate those. So that'll be a uh, that'll be a nice show to uh, program to come and listen to, and then uh, one big thing and don't don't jump the gun too much, but our Garden Club February program that we hold at College Heights Baptist Church on K Beach Road it would normally be February fourteenth. We are changing that show program evening to February seventh, the seventh, and. One of the reasons we are doing that is because, well, it's Valentine's Day, but it's also Election Day, the special election for the Kenai uh, Borough Mayor. So uh, we didn't want a conflict that some of our uh, Garden Club members, they work the, uh, the elections. So, well, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this show. I'd like to thank a couple folks that called in. They had some great stuff to let us know. And... Uh, you guys know that uh, when Octopus's Garden comes on, that, that means we got two minutes left to the show. I can't thank you enough for listening to the show. Uh, and as I've said before, uh, I want to thank Jenny at KDLL for letting me do this show. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, and one other thing getting toward the end, I would like to, I'm on the board of directors right now of the Central Peninsula Garden Club, and we'd like to welcome a new member to the board, Brandy Nelson. So Brandy, welcome to the uh, Garden Club board of directors. Uh, we appreciate you volunteering to help us, and we're sure you'll come up with some uh, with some great ideas for us uh, to continue to have uh, the garden club that we have. So we appreciate that. So that's uh, that's about it, folks. Uh, like I said, thanks again for listening. Don't forget, two weeks from today, David and I will be doing our movie show in this time slot. Uh, uh, classic movies uh, uh, that we that we like to listen to. We're going to talk about westerns this time. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. 
So thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, the show. I enjoy doing it. Uh, I think it's just uh, it's a great it's a great thing to do. So I want to let you know this is listener-supported public radio for the Central Kenai Peninsula, KDLL 91.9 FM, Kenai Soldatna. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, and I really appreciate it.